What's going on? We back another Can We Keep It Real podcast. Thursday night, we in week five. It's crazy that uh, it's crazy that we went through week five weeks already. Excuse me, I I had to do. Uh, it's crazy that we're in week five already. You know, um, a lot. Of, we're gonna talk about some cancellations today, and we're also gonna talk about the top three, like we've been doing every week. Of course, I always gotta shout out the people that make this possible: Coastal Homes, Mark Wright, a Presidential Award winner. Give Mark a call. You're looking to buy a house, and also. You're looking to get recruited. Sign up today. Claim your seven-day free trial. R and R recruits. Um, so definitely check Ronnie and his team out. But we're gonna bring in Uncle Felix. Uh, let me change this background. Huh? It's pretty pretty dark there. You know uh, what's up, Uncle Felix? How you doing? Oh, you're on mute. You're on mute. Here we go. Here we go. How we doing? I'm good. How you doing? All right. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, another week. You know, we're in week five. Yeah. Halfway through the season. It goes quick. I can't believe that. I was looking at um, Hendrick and the schedule there, and they have only – looks they got the – now they got to buy this week. There's only three games left, so four games left. Yeah, yeah, only four games. Sorry, I had I needed my hat on. I felt a little naked. Uh, if I don't have a hoodie and a hat, don't feel right. But some teams, it's really crazy because, you know, some teams um, in different divisions haven't even really got a chance to play two or three games yet. No, and, um, you know, just weird the way it's all been set up and with the whole rule, with the COVID thing, you know, so, you know, teams, some teams have played some games, some teams haven't. It's It seems like a big mess, and unfortunately, RIIL should have done a better job of, um, you know, of setting the rules and, um, you know, for, for the season. It's just it's a big mess. It's, it, it falls on, my opinion. And now we hear that RIIL is going to have a meeting this week, and they're going to discuss... Should we go to win-loss records or should we go with winning percentage? And you ask me, I I have no idea why we're talking about this halfway through the season. Exactly. This that should have been fully addressed before the season started. You know, they implemented the rule. You know, that's that's when you ask yourself, you know, is this a good rule? Can it be manipulated? Um you know, uh, can it hurt? Can it help? What you know, what, whatever. And th- that's that's when you um, figure that out. Not in the middle of the season. No, it's, it's ridiculous. And you know, it's been my opinion. I've been kind of talking about it for the last week. You know, and I kind of made some jokes about teams ducking. You know, doing this and that. You know, and I'm sure all the kids out there want to play, and I'm sure all the coaches want to be out there, but you can't tell me it's not in their mind that says, well, it really is not going to benefit us to Mm -hmm. play. So, I mean, we really, it don't, it don't hurt us. So I'm not saying, you know, and, um, you know, 
and I'll bring up that clown over there, you know, uh, he did a Tuesday night show and it was pretty much just a rebuttal to everything that I say. And at no point have I ever said that Coach B-Ball and them kids up there at Winsocket did not want to play because they want to hold on to that number two seat. What I said was not playing Hendrickson, you hold on to that number two spot. You know, and and I did say that that Barrington did take a beating and someone said, well, six points, you know, that is that ain't really beaten. But when you did lose to Mount Pleasant, a divisional game, it really hurt you with the win percentage. Who knows who's going to back out going forward. So even with teams playing that hot out to win the game, it's, it's going to hurt teams that are really working their butt off, that's getting to the playoffs. And then, you know, you have a team that's 3-1. and one, You have a team that's 2-0. and oh. The 2-0 and oh team is seated ahead of the team that's three and one because it's win percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like I said, it's, it's just a mess. None, none of this was necessary, you know, especially with uh, the whole COVID thing not really being a factor with uh, kids in, in high school. Um, I, there's no need for this. And it, it's unfortunate that, you know, here we are again being Rhode Island, um, people who run the show are running a half-assed show. Yeah, definitely. Um, I absolutely ag- agree, you know, and, and I have no hatred toward Tuzzle. Like, just do things that make sense. You you have people scratching their head. Felix, you might have to drop out and come back in. I think your sound is um, a little bit uh, kind of choppy. All right, I'll, I'll exit and I'll come back in. All right. You know, and, and shout out to the guys. Bye, little man. My grandson's leaving. Um, and my daughter. Shout out to the guys, you know, that are really playing their, their hot out. And I never really meant to say that Smithfield was intentionally ducking games. You know what I mean? Like, someone said, oh, you really got to go watch Eric Rubes. I've seen him on Instagram, you know, and I said, why? He said, because he's rebuttaling everything you said. And I'm like, wow, to be in someone's head so much that you got to rebuttal everything I say, you know. So I go over there and watch it, and I was kind of thrown back because, you know, he was insinuating, you know, basically, you know, that, oh, whoever said this was was a moron. Like, but, Eric, you wouldn't – you stopped short saying it's not fair. You said, oh, that could be debated. No, it's not fair. It's not fair for the kids. It's not fair for the teams that are really playing their butt off to get to the playoffs. And I guarantee, I talked to a coach today, and I won't even mention what team, who he was, but I talked to a coach today, and he was like, ah, you know, it is what it is. I said, it is what it is until your team is the one that's knocked out. How would you feel? He said, oh, I really – didn't think about that. And, you know, last year was okay. The COVID thing, the games, the win percentage, but now we're going into a full season and, you know, and I feel bad for the teams that, that can't play. And I'm sure the coaches want to play and I'm sure the players want to play, but this is going to affect a lot of programs throughout all the divisions. It's been affecting Shea. They only had two games EWG only had two games, and we're in week five here. These kids want to play. That's all I'm saying. 
You're back. <laughs> Uncle Felix is, it, is Do I, do I back. sound better? Or? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, that sounds better. Sometimes it's just, and I noticed, and I wish I knew this in the beginning when I started doing this with the choppiness, just click out, click back in. Um, it seems like StreamYard does take a lot, a lot of data. Um, but I was just explaining while, while you were going, you know, I'm not saying that any kid or coach is intentionally not doing this, but it definitely goes into the mindset, you know, it is affecting a lot of programs here. No, yeah, it, de it definitely does. Like I said, it leaves room for question and, um, and that shouldn't be the case. You know what I mean? There should be anytime any coach is looking to, you know, uh, not play a game, um, there, there should be like a thorough review of why it shouldn't be as simple as just saying, you know, we're not playing because of this reason. And then that's it. No questions are asked. <laughs> you know what I mean? It needs to be a thorough investigation of why they're not playing. Um, there should be consequences if the, if the explanation is not, not good enough, you know, just simply saying we, we can't play. It leaves, it leaves room for questioning. I'm not saying that, um, any of these guys are doing it for nefarious reasons or whatever. Um, but, you know, it leaves room to be questioned. So then there's nothing wrong with questioning it. No, it definitely is room for questioning. And then we hear that the league's going to have a meeting this week that, oh, wait a minute, it might not be win percentage, guys. We might go back to a win-loss record. And we won't know that until – they have their meeting and the privileged people, you know, are privy to be there, you know, and they'll let us, they'll let us know about it. But the funny yeah, thing yeah. is, again, that, that should have been addressed at the beginning of the season. That That's when you lay out your plan, you figure out how it's going to work, you play things out and, um, and make your decisions. Not, not halfway through the season. I, I mean, <laughs> they, they're just not giving me any confidence over there at the RIIO. You know, and, it's just so confusing. You know how many coaches I reach out to and I'm asking them like, Hey, how's this seating going to go? Oh, you know, I get, I get like two different answers. <laughs> and then at the end of the conversation, they're like, you know what? I don't know. And, and yeah. I'm like, I mean, why, uh, why you don't know, you know? Being a coach for over 20 years, you know, in youth and in high school, you know, I, I know how most coaches are thinking in their head, you know what? All I got to do is take care of my my team and our wins and everything will play itself out. You know what I mean? So a lot, a lot of coaches don't bother themselves with the you know, little details about that. You know, just, just win your games and things will fall into place. Um, but like you said, uh, this whole thing now could affect some teams adversely. So that, that's going to be interesting. So we'll see. Yeah, and, and that's that's the big part. You know, um, it's definitely going to – affect a few teams, especially maybe in that division four, somebody in that division could be affected. You know, we'll see what happens in division two. A lot of these contests are, are close, you know, the division race is actually starting to heat up, but, um, your top three this week, uncle, huh? Um, you know, um, I just <laughs> want to let it be said that Zach Tuck got screwed last week. You want to explain why? Yes, he did. Uh, well, yeah, like I said last week, he was left off. Totally my fault. I had him actually scribbled into my notebook, and then I didn't get to, you know, finish the the video right then and there. 
and I finished it somewhere else, and all of a sudden his name wasn't there. You know what I mean? So it was out of sight, out of mind. It's a total overlook on, on my fault, and um, that's exactly what I said last week. So he gets an honorable mention, you know. But he definitely, on 222 <laughs> yards this week, he definitely uh, deserved it. But let me get this uh, Mr. Yeah, O'Reilly. No, no, I, 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 made, I made sure not to leave him off this week. I mean, he obviously played another great game, back-to-back 200-yard games. Um, they, not too many kids that can say that, you know what I mean? So kudos to him. Great game. Yeah, definitely. Um, just give me one second to get the um, your page up here. Boy, Instagram is so much easier on the phone. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let me see where we're at. Okay. <laughs> Give me one, one chicken. Was you really a money guy over there at Lincoln, like your profile says, or is that like a little joke? Say that. What's that again? Your profile said you was the money room manager up at Lincoln. I said, I know your sense of humor, so I said, oh, that was that could have been some, uh, uh, <laughs> some, nope. some humor. That that was that was my job at Twin River. Oh wow! <laughs> nice. All right, here we go. We're going to talk about the top defensive play. Well, what do you want to do first, the quarterbacks? Uh, yeah, go in order. All right, so every week, Uncle Felix, these are week four, top three. We'll let him explain it as we play the as we play it. Uh, yep. <laughs> Connor, Connor Woodman once again <laughs> made the list. I think he's made the list. Pretty much every week that he's played, I know there was a bye week mixed in there where he didn't play and obviously didn't make the list, but he's been putting up some ridiculous numbers. And you know, one once again, he made my list. Um, ben Hurd over in Portsmouth, he totaled up uh, five touchdowns, I believe, through three through the ground and two through the air, or vice versa. Either way, he had five touchdowns as uh, Portsmouth had a huge win. And then Deuce Addison over in Mount Pleasant, he put up uh, video game numbers there for the Kilties. <laughs> he, those those three guys rounded out my top three. All, I mean, all well-deserved. All well-deserved. Connor Winmer has to be one of the, if not the top quarterback in the state right now. Definitely in the running as one of the top quarterbacks in the state. I know they play Narragansett this week. You know, that's, this that's is – and this is the game that started all the controversy, which got so many people in their feelings about Coach Blake and Pilgrim with the smoke show. Now every game, Pilgrim does, you know, the smoke The smoke comes out. They come running out the end zone, you know. But this is the game where Narragansett got really salty. So there is a lot of hostility between these two teams. And you heard Coach Blake talk about it on his interview Friday night after um, – after he had the victory over uh, Coach Piver in North Smithfield, and uh, this this is definitely a game I'm going to be keeping my eye on. Uh, both teams, you know, boast powerful offenses. It's it's going to be very interesting to see what that final score is. So then we're going to jump over to the top running backs and go over and check out Uncle Felix on Rhode Island ranked. Uh, it's over there, R.I. underscore ranked. Um, you could definitely check that out. He does this every week. So you want to explain 
your top three for running backs. Yes, sir. As we said, Zach Tuck had another monster game. I believe 222 yards on not too many carries. I believe six or nine. <laughs> what was the was the number? Oh no, no, my my bad. He actually had 20 22 carries for 222 yards, but still still a great game. 200, you know, that's still 10 yards of carry there. You know, kudos to him again. My apologies for leaving him off last week, but he definitely deserved it last week and this week here. Back to back weeks of over two. Yeah. He reads the state right now. Uh, now you're lagging a little bit. Um, let's see if the sound. Yeah, you're lagging a little bit. If you can hear me. Well, we'll wait, give Uncle Felix a minute. Um, but, yeah, he was talking about Zach Tuck being left off the list last week and well-deserving 222 yards. Uncle Felix froze up for a minute. Um, let me actually put it down in the comment section. Maybe he could see it. Um, you're back. You froze up for a minute. There you are. We kind of yeah. lost you right you in the beginning problem? of all that. Yeah, you froze up totally. Uh, you was talking about Zach Tuck with the 222 yards. That was the last we heard. Yeah, he had 222 yards. Great game. Back-to-back uh, 200-yard -back games. Kudos to him. Um, he's got a ridiculous amount of yards. And as you said, I think he leads the state according to Max Preps. Um, so he's having himself a great season. Um, then uh, my number two guy was Ryder Fry from the Mariners over there in Narragansett. Uh, he had a strong game. Um, he, he runs extremely hard. As a matter of fact, I got a video highlight of him on my page of him, like, carrying about five people <laughs> at one time from, uh, I think it was the Cheroho game. Um, so he had himself a, an awesome game. And then I rounded off the top three with uh, Napoleon uh, DeBarros, who had a nice game for the Saints there. He uh, had three touchdowns in there and there went over West Warwick. All well-deserving people, all people that you hear about um, constantly. Uh, I like the running backs for West Warwick as well. They have some decent backs over there. But um, definitely all well-deserving, um, every one of these, these plays. So let me get up the next one. We're going to look at the top wide receivers on. Um, so, again, this is over on Rhode Island Ranked. You can check it out on Instagram over here on Thursdays. But, Uncle Felix, tell us about the wide receivers. The wide receivers, Rhode Island Ranked. Uh, Marquise Buchanan was the first one I put up. He's no stranger to that list. He's on there almost on a weekly basis. He had over 100 yards, I believe, two touchdown uh, catches for classical. Um, he's no secret. He's obviously probably the top um, uh wide receiver being recruited out of Rhode Island at this time. He's already got, I believe, a Division One offer, and I, and I believe they're going to they're gonna keep on coming. Um, let's see. Who else do I have on that list? What's going there? It's going by there pretty slow, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Narragansett, another, you got another, the Mariners. Yeah, Tyler Fiorier, who's actually another kid who's no, no stranger to the list. This might be his second or even third time on this list. He had himself another two-touchdown game for the Mariners. Again, part of that um, 
that that uh, high-powered offense. And then um, Randy Hilardo out of Mount Pleasant um, had himself a great day um, as they pulled off the, what a lot of people are going to say, an upset win over Barrington. Uh, so those were my top three guys this week. Yeah, shout out to uh, to Mount Pleasant. Really, really working strong. I think Mount Pleasant really deserved um, both the wins they have, and there's going to be a lot more to come with Mount Pleasant. They are not getting enough credit. Before we go to the top defensive backs, i seen this on your page. You know, shout out to this. They have three female players on their <laughs> team. Mackenzie Tripp, Gracie Duclos, and Lamari Platt. They're all members of the Portsmouth Patriots. Huh? What do you know about this? Uh, good for them. You know, they're all members of the Patriots. They're currently on the JV team. Uh, but from the article I read on them, not from a lack of trying. You know, they're, they're busy in the weight room. They're, they're playing their hard outs, you know, hoping one day to make the varsity team. But, hey, just to be on the team, you know, Portsmouth is not a slouch team. Um, you know, that, that they're one of the top teams in the state. Um, you know, so for those girls to be doing their thing, you know, hopefully it's all for the love of the game and it's good to see them do their thing there. Yeah, it's remarkable to have three girls on the team. I remember EWG had a couple um kickers last season. Um I don't know if they returned this year, but I oh I think having a single mom, you know, growing up with really no no father in the in, in the home that when I see girls do things like that, when I when I see girls that are racing in the Seekonk Speedway NASCAR circus, something as small as that. And I'm like, wow, good for you. Yeah, I mean, competing with these men, not not using an excuse. Mm-hmm. You know, um, definitely. So um, congratulations to, to these girls and, oh. you know, definitely. But we're going to get into week four top defensive players. Mm-hmm. The Rebels, SK, and I think. The, the Rebels, Kirkcourt Kasabian, who actually had a big game for the Rebels, and they pulled off uh, what's arguably the upset of the year and, you know, knocking off Central, um, you know, and then in, in part, you know, I think he had a pick six for a touchdown right before the half to give the Rebels the 13-12 lead, and that's, that actually ended up being the final score of the game. You know, great job by him. Uh, Keith Mancini. He led the way for the Skippers. They actually uh, didn't score an offensive touchdown. They scored, <laughs> they won seventeen nothing, but both touchdowns came through on defense, and both touchdowns were from him. You know, so he he had he had a great game for them to to help them get the win. And the um, rounding it off was over in one socket. Who uh, Jason Inthesane? He actually had a great game for them, and they needed all of that because they barely pulled off the win. I believe it was over at Cranston East. Um, you know, so all three of these guys well deserved. All three of these guys helped their teams uh, win with their defensive play. What an ending to that game! And you can actually see that game on uh, Fans Only Sports on their YouTube page. You know, that was a very, very good ending. Um, all the games actually this weekend on Fans Only Sports had a great, remarkable endings. The the central. Game, you know, and Coach Washington coming on the podcast the following day and saying, you know what, Mikey, you become a coach and you think you know or you have everything figured out. And then there's that one thing that you're like, oh, my God, we didn't yeah. cover that. And oh, yeah. they had a bad snap after the, the kicker got iced by a timeout. SK calls a timeout. You know, um, 
and they can't get the next snap off for the field goal, you know, the, um, the snap slow hits the ground and panic. Yep. Yeah, that, that's why they always say make the team snap the ball again, you know, as many times as they can because they're bound, bound to make a mistake. So, you know what I mean? So, you know, because I always hear a lot of people, oh, why do you just let them score, you know, when he's at the one-yard line? Well, you, you never know. Snap, snap, they could bobble, bobble the snap, fumble, any, anything could happen. So that's why you always want them to snap it again. There was some crazy, crazy um, officiating this week. You know, a lot of people, I mean, I really didn't get to none of the games, but I did notice, you know, the Mount Hope, um, the Mount Hope game towards the second half, it seemed to slow down. Um, people watching the Broncos, Cranston West game said there was some, even Eric said the targeting call was unwarranted. And that basically would have gave Cranston West um Turnover on downs, I, I believe. Instead, targeting gives um, Barville first and goal, basically, like right around the 21st and whatever it is, one play, they run it in. But that game had to be 14 points given up because of officiating. Um, Coach Goodhart came on the podcast and said, the official told me twice to shut my mouth. Once <laughs> when I questioned him about the foul language, you know, on the field. And then he said the second time he said it when – I was using a guard and pulling him out as a tight end. And, you know, I'm trying to explain to him that you could do that. The official says you can't do that. You know, what do you think about the officiating up to now? Because it is a problem. It actually did get to the, the officiating office. I mean, they know it's a serious problem, but how do we fix it from here? Uh, officiate. Um, I'm not sure because, uh, you know, the air is to be human, correct? You know, so I don't think these officials go out there with an agenda. I think they go out there, they make mistakes like everybody else. Um, obviously, their mistakes are more highlighted because you know they have a uh, you know a lot at stake with the with these football games. Um, but the way you know me being a coach, I always took it. I always looked at it. As it's part of the game. There's going to be good calls. There's going to be bad calls. So there's nothing really you can do to prepare yourself for that. You know, you can address it after the game, you know, bring it up to the league and hopefully hopefully they'll correct those issues going forward. But there's there's nothing you can really do about it, unfortunately. It's it's part of the game. Well, you know, I know for a fact that at the officials meeting they had about a ton of extra rule books. I don't know why they weren't passed out to the coaches. Some coaches are like really surprised to find out there is a rule book, you know, and that's a fact. Um, yeah, and again, so, to, in my in my opinion, this all falls again on R I I L. They, you know, maybe it should be mandatory that these all these coaches they should sign off that they've read these books. You know what I mean? Um, oh, in fairness, me and Felix are fans of the game. This is just our opinion, so you know, I don't want anyone to think that that these, you know. These are our facts that were, that were, you know, these are our opinions, you know. Yeah, so if if if, um, if coaches aren't reading the rule books and, they, you know, they know they're out there, that, that's on the coaches. They, they, they should be looking at these rule books. So now I'm thinking that the league, the official organization, they need to like come to terms, sit down with these coaches once or twice a year and maybe, all right, what do you guys want from us? What do we want from you? What do you not like about us? What are we, because 
right now we're halfway through the season and there's a lot of hostility between officiating and coaching right now. Yes, you have some great crews, you know, and I'm not putting it on the, the officials, you know, they do a great job. And I've been saying all season that they're humans. It's a, it's a thankless job, you know, it's a, exactly it's, the thankless job to air is human. You know, and I, I get it. People, you know, get really butt hurt. You know, when it affects them um, adversely. But you know, it's 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 part of the game. I, I don't. You know, I've I've been to a few game, more than a few games this year. Last year, um, I, I don't see anything being done in in malice or or even negligent. You know, what I mean, they're 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 doing their jobs. Do they miss calls? Yeah, all the time. You know, what I mean, I I let them know it too. <laughs> but it's but it's it's part of the game. Maybe more people should should jump up, and it's a good thing that I mean, stay connected to the game. I heard you can make some decent money part time. No, yeah, I mean it's it's not bad, but the you know the reason I think uh, you're not seeing so many people do it is because of all the criticism they get. You know, you know what I mean? Like um, you're seeing coach, you know, coaches giving it to them, fans giving it to them, players giving it to them. It's a it's a thankless job. So a lot of people are thinking, you know, it's, it's not worth the money, which is obviously why we're seeing the shortage there. So I, I think people need to take that in consideration. Like I said, I I really don't think these guys have an agenda when they go out there to ref a game. You know, they're not saying, oh, you know, we want this team to win or whatever. I'm sure that happens here and there. You might get a jerk of a ref who, you know, has a grudge against somebody. Again, these these are all humans. Um but at the end of the day, it's it's part of the game. That that's how you got to treat it. You can't can't overreact on um, on bad calls. At the end of the day, game of the week, I think, is gonna be Pilgrim Narragansett. I talked about it earlier. You know, there's so much hostility going on um, in the past with these two programs. You know, and a lot of people blame it on the way that Pilgrim <coughs> opens up their game, you know, with the smoke running through the banner. I mean, more coaches should do it, you know. What do you think about this game? I I would have to agree with you on it being the, the game of the week. Again, both teams boasting excellent offenses. Both have great quarterbacks, good great receivers. Um, wow. And where's this game being played? I want to say it's, you know what, hang on. Oh, Narragansett. It's actually being played at <laughs> Narragansett High School, so. Wow. It'd be a road game for Pilgrim. And, and Narragansett, kudos to them. You know, they, they took the Division Four championship, moved up, and they haven't skipped a beat. You know, they, they continue to win. Um, and, you know, Pilgrim was chugging along too. Yeah, Pilgrim, I think Pilgrim's on fire. I've been saying that the Super Bowl definitely goes through Pilgrim High School in yeah. Division Three. You know, I don't think they're being disrespectful. I don't think anyone's sleeping on Pilgrim, and I don't think anyone's disrespecting them. I think everybody knows that Pilgrim is a problem right now. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean towards Pilgrim. Yeah, it's tough, tough to go against them, even though they're gonna be on the road. Wow, I, I feel, <laughs> I feel funny almost betting against Narragansett at home, but if anybody's gonna knock them off, it's gonna be Pilgrim. And definitely shout out to Coach Blake. Listen, he's got a big bowling. Uh, fundraiser coming up. Uh, you can actually sponsor a lane, which we're going to do. Um, you can get teams of four. I'll actually get the information, get the link from Coach Blake. He'll be on um, after that game Friday, so definitely listen Friday for Coach Blake. Um, he's, 
he's been doing good so far. Hold, so hold um, on one moment. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> so we'll get the information from Coach Blake Hello. about the fundraiser. Uh, while we wait for Uncle Felix to uh, I'll let him handle his phone call. I'll pull him down off the screen just so he can have some privacy. Um, so, yeah, Uncle Felix will be right back. But we were just talking about the game of the week, Pilgrim. Um, and then we went into talking about Coach Blake's fundraiser. Definitely check it out. going to be at Lane's Bolorama. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, we're going to get to that game, Coach Cook. Shout out to Michael James Cook doing good things over there at CLCF. Jimmy Cook shut off radio contact this week. I hear he's going to have T-shirts and all. We'll definitely get to that part. Very interesting matchup going on with Ponagansett and Situate. Um, Here we go, Uncle Felix. It looks like he is... Back, bring him in. My was that, apologies, Dad. That was my wife on the other line. I had to take the call. <laughs> uh, oh no, yeah, you definitely have to take that call. Like you ain't answering my call. But shout out to the wife too. You know, you, you and her. That's been a team for a long time, oh, huh? Yeah. Since high school. Team us, nineteen ninety three. I say. I seen that picture that you post. You know, um, that looks like you guys were like right out of high school. All right, so um, seventeen and she was fifteen. Wow, long, long time, you know. Um, excellent. Shout out to the wife. So yeah, Pilgrim definitely. Uh, I like what Coach Blake's doing, but definitely check out his bowling. Um, his bowling tournament coming up. While you was away, we had one of the cooks, Coach Michael Cook, said, "Go Pano." Uh, we're definitely gonna talk about that game. There's so much I want to say when we get to that game. Um. Lincoln and Coventry. Now, Coach Gary Goodhart came on the podcast with one of his captains the other day. Um, and I actually, you know what? No, but Coach Gary Goodhart did, did come on, and he he said, this is their red letter game, the Lincoln High School. I said, what game are you looking forward to? And he said, I'm looking forward to playing Lincoln. And he brings up a couple years ago, Division Two when he was coaching with Coach Dunbar, that 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 Lincoln put the beats on him, put the Dr. Dre beats on him. Yep. So what do you think about Coventry and Lincoln? Well, I think uh, Coach Goodhart's going to get his uh, revenge here. Um, his team is, is playing well this year. Lincoln is – Like, yeah, I think the computer saved you. He was saying pretty much Lincoln was going to get trashed. <laughs> you ended up freezing up. He's frozen again. Let me try to pull him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good how we get his wish. All right, we'll get on to the next game. Barrington and Rogers. That's going to be at Barrington High School. Barrington taking a loss against Mount Pleasant. Can Barrington afford to lose another game in the division? I don't know whether it's. I'm getting so confused. Subdivisions. So, who wins this game, Barrington or Rogers? 
I like Barrington here. They're going to get that uh, bad taste out of their mouth from the loss to Mount Pleasant, and they, they will beat Rodgers by about two or three touchdowns. Ooh, two or three touchdowns. You hear that, Rodgers, man? Like, you got to do more than get them punt returns. Rodgers actually, a few punt returns this year. They got two, a couple against Wesley. They got one last week, I, I believe. So, um, Central. Yes, definitely. Uh, and that goes into like something like Coach Washington was saying. There's some things that you just you think you covered everything, and and there's always something that that you leave out. Central High School. Speaking of Coach Washington, Cranston West. You know, Division One, Cranston West. I'm sure Coach Washington had them boys working Saturday after they take a loss to SK. You see how SK celebrated after that win, and then I had somebody oh, come yeah. on. Somebody was in the comments section saying you can't win with SK because they only run five plays. <laughs> you know, one of their local guys. So, yeah, they got that kid Ryan Howard, uh, Ryan Hazard, who's a beast on the ground and he's a beast on defense. You know, if you can't if you can't keep him under control, it's going to be a long day. And you know, Central found that out the, the hard way. But yeah, I see just like Barrington, I see Central bouncing back here. And you know, putting the putting a beat down on um, on West. That's that's another game that'll probably be decided by about two or three touchdowns too. And that's another game that you could catch on Fans Only Sports. That game will be live with commentary. You know, they do a very very good job. So check that game. The next game coming up, it's not gonna happen. But let's talk about it anyway because it goes into. Um, the COVID stuff, Davies and Smithfield. You know, Smithfield beating the hope was their last win. I think Juanita Sanchez and Tividin. So they're sitting at 3 and 0. They don't play last week. They don't play against EWG. They don't play this week against Davies. I mean, you know. Um, Before that was announced, um, you know, I, I was looking forward to seeing that game to see how it would go. But unfortunately, it was canceled. Now, I also saw on the news, though, that, that uh, Smithfield is going through an outbreak in their school with COVID. Um, so it sounds like they do obviously have a legitimate excuse. I think they I think at the last report I saw they had 20 kids or something like that. So that they canceled all. Um... Yeah, they, they canceled. Uh, so. Did you say they canceled? You kind of broke up at the end. Did you say they canceled the rest of their games, or they just canceled? Oh, just this, just this game. But you know, they they going through an outbreak. Yeah. yeah, they might their season. Um, I know fans only sports said on their Twitter page that um, their season could be in jeopardy. Ugh. Don't want to so, see that, especially for the seniors. You know what I mean, and. <laughs> And again, you know, not to get uh, too much into it, but, you know, it, all this is, is very unnecessary. None of this has to happen. You know, COVID is, is not killing, you know, high school kids. Um, uh, you know, in my opinion, it should be treated like the flu at this point. You know, there's no need to cancel games because a kid has COVID on the team. No, I agree 100%. And uh, for any of them kids that, that do have COVID or might have tested positive, you know, God bless you guys. You know, I, I wish you the best. You know, but if you're a young, strong kid, you'll be good. West Warwick and Classical. I seen St. Ray's um, Moses Muse on Facebook the other day. They said, 
you know, when a couple kids in West Warwick thought they could challenge us. They got West you know, now West Warwick plays classical. And I was like, wow, 50, that coach West Pennington said, you know, that game was crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, I broke down that team. As, you know, I was doing the stats there for, for West Warwick. It was, you know, total domination on St. Ray's part. Um, you know, West and the Wizards there, they they, they got a, a tough run. You know, they, they, they did pull off the upset and beat Mount Pleasant. So that, that was, you know, great for them. But then, they you know, then they had St. Ray's this week, classical. I mean, they, their schedule doesn't get... Yeah, you you broke up a little bit then, but uh, no, you're absolutely right about West Warwick. Um, I think West Warwick could come through this in the next couple of games. I think there's a chance that they can get into the playoffs on their next four five games, whatever they have. Uh, you kind of broke up a little bit earlier, but... Uh, yeah, the connection's been horrible today. <laughs> we'll we'll, 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 we'll uh, gut through this, I guess. Um, but, yeah, they I mean, they got a really tough, tough schedule. If they if West can, you know, first year being there in a program who hadn't won a game in about two years, if he can get them to the playoffs, what an accomplishment that would be. And go back and check out yesterday's show. We had um, Hunter Mumford on EWG's... Um, his fullback, you know, he transferred from Bishop Hendrickson. You know, he's playing good football at EWG if they can ever get on the field and play some games. But they play PCD this weekend. Um, but let's get into the next game. East Providence High School and Boroughville. Boroughville gets a win. You know, they're hanging in there in Division One. EP, what can you say? They got a new field. They got a great field, probably boasting the best-looking complex in Rhode Island there. Uh, but that's not going to help them this week. Um, they will take the L this week here. Yes, sir. You heard it. You heard it here first from Rhode Island rank. Another, this game could be interesting for a few reasons. Moses Brown, Mount Pleasant, Coach Addison, formerly on the Moses Brown staff. So there's a few different storyline here. Deuce Addison playing really good football. Deuce Addison has been lights out all four years of football. Freshman year, putting up 600 yards. You said it last week, putting up um, John Madden numbers, you know, with, with Deuce Addison. What do you think about Mount Pleasant and Moses Brown? That's going to be a great game. You know, both teams have very good quarterbacks. I'm going to lean towards uh, Mount Pleasant here. And uh, and Deuce Addison, I think they'll they'll pull off the victory. All right, now Cumberland High School in NK, Cumberland, another school, you know that that had to go through not playing last week, you know, and and all the the hoopla and um, looking at Cumberland's schedule, they really need some W's. Yeah, they do it, I, and I do think they'll get it this week here. You know, Cumberland has a stingy defense. Uh, NK is obviously having some problems scoring, so you put the you mix those two together, it doesn't bode well for NK. Um, the thing is, Cumberland doesn't really have a lot of firepower on offense, but I think they'll I think they'll put up enough points to win this game. Tolman High School is going to take that drive all the way up ninety five to Westerly. 
high school to face the Bulldogs, which have been passing the ball well, running the ball well. They've been holding the, the line's been doing okay. You know, Tolman has a decent line. Coach Blake said a few weeks ago that that was a tough, tough line. But then I did see the West Warwick game, and it looked like Tolman wins, but West Warwick pretty much did have a better of them for the for a good part of that game. Yeah, it's going to be a long ride, like you said, up 95, but it's going to be an even longer ride home because uh, I don't think they're going to bode well against Westerly. I like that. Yo, that was that was good thinking, man. Quick thinking, Uncle Felix, on his feet. Longer ride home from Westerly. Hey, Shout out to Tolman. That's it, man. That's why he gets the big dollars. That's why he gets the big dollars. Middletown, North Smithfield. Shout out Coach Piva. I appreciate it. What he said, he said, look, we could have we could have decided not to play. He said, but I got my young guys, put them on the bus, so let's go play Pilgrim last week. So salute to him. Um, what do you think about them in Middletown? Um, Middletown's putting themselves together a little win streak, I believe. Um, they won, I think, the last two. They beat Central Falls. I think they knocked off Tollgate, and they will knock off North Smithfield, who is struggling and yet to win a game uh, this season here. Uh, so, unfortunately, look for that to continue. I have to roll with the Islanders here. Okay, the next one I'm going to ask you. Mount Hope, do they get beat by more than 50 points to St. Ray's? Uh, I'm going to say no. It's not going to be that bad. But they, they, Sit they by will, 49. <laughs> they, they will lose that game. St. Ray's has a lot of firepower. Um, they are... Probably the clash in the two thousand in the division two. Um, they got a lot of weapons on offense. You know, very tough defense. Um, so yeah, they I, I definitely see St. Ray's winning that game, but not by fifty. Yeah, right, they you know they put fifty up on uh, last week to West Warwick. So, uh, so all right, we'll yeah. we'll see. <laughs> um, no disrespect to Mount Hope. You know, shout out to you guys. You know, this is we just have fun with this. Don't when you see me, don't uh, don't intentionally run into me like you know, try to break my nimble butt. But Charahoe and Johnston High School, Charahoe, the beginning of the season, I was like, wow, you know, this team's really starting to identify themselves, and then they kind of slow down. Johnston got a can of whip ass opened last <laughs> week, you know, from Narragansett. I'm, I'm going to say it all it is. You know, I don't know how to be politically correct. You know, but Charaho and Johnston. <laughs> He's frozen yeah. in time. He's still laughing. All right, there you go. He's back. Yeah, no, I have another team that's going to be looking at reborn. Am I back? <laughs> yeah, I think Johnston, another team that will be looking to do that. So you pick Johnston in that game, right? You you cut out again. All right, we'll yep. wait till. You, all right, Johnston will get the W. All right, he back. You know, wait, we're struggling today. We're struggling, but it's all right. We got this. The next game, <laughs> Division Four, Ponagansett, Situate High School. You know, what I mean, a lot, a lot of stuff been talking all week. You know, that division is kind of getting kind of. Kind of spicy, you know. Uh, Situas said that that they're gonna come and play their their hot out. You know, they shut down Ponagansett last season, the first half of the game. 
you know, can situate pull one over on Ponagansett? Uh, the answer is no. <laughs> Ponagansett. Now, here's, here's one where Ponagansett, or where the team, I should say, might win by 50. <laughs> so, uh, Ponagansett, 53, situate zero. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 53 to not that's gonna hurt i hope not but their defensive coordinator said win or lose he'll be on the podcast tomorrow night to either celebrate his victory or take his lashings yeah so um <laughs> he'll be we're gonna see he'll be celebrating a victory Oh, did I say Ponagans? Did I miss it? Yeah, Situate's defensive coordinator said he'll be on the podcast. See that? It was like, I knew I win. He'll be licking his wounds. Well, we'll see. Shout out to Coach Eddie, Coach Derek over there, Coach Jimmy Cook. That's going to be, um, that's going to be a game. But, um, Tollgate Central Falls, Blackstone Valley Prep, that's going to be at Tollgate. Uh, the Warriors, Tollgate is a team that struggles mightily. Um, they the Warriors come out and play. Yes, sir. You know, shout out to uh, to their coach over there. Shout out to um, former Central Falls Warrior. I think he graduated 2012. Josh Brandon just had a baby girl, so congratulations to him and his wife. He's a kid that should be in the Central Falls Hall of Fame. So, Coach Jeff, get working on that. You already know who he is. Um, okay, let me get back here to the next Game Portsmouth EG because when Socket Hendrick didn't cancel, when Socket staying in that number two spot for another week, that would have been a battle for the number one spot. Um, you know, and again, I know them kids, Coach B Ball, they really, really want to play, but <coughs> this works out in their favor. Uh, yeah, um, because again, when they made up these rules, there's no consequences you know, to, to call an off a game. So it doesn't hurt them, you know what I mean? Which is, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, again, yeah, definitely. This, this falls on the lap of RIIL. The league. They, they, right, they, right. they, 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 well, yeah, like like we said earlier, it, um, like what Felix was trying to, like, because you got a little frozen up. Yes, it's the RIIL. And what's even funnier is that they might switch it up again this week and say, no, it's by win-loss record, halfway through the season. So yeah. um, I mean, at, we'll at, have to wait and point, see, you know. At this point, I have zero confidence in the RIIO. They, they, they're just there. They're one disappointment after the other, unfortunately. Shout out to my guy up here, Brandon SK. You know, he's pretty much uh, – he's a complete BS. Exactly, you know um, – you got to take the L. I mean, we got to change the rules. I'm sorry if you're experiencing COVID, but it's just affecting too many people. But uh, you can go back and listen to what we said about that, Brandon. We talked about the SK game. Um, you know, I agree with you the same five plays. Um, Portsmouth EG. EG, you know, trying to stick it out in Division One. Portsmouth, always, you know, always a contender. 
Yeah. Uh, with, um, I'm going to go with Portsmouth on this game. Ben Hurd is a is a great quarterback. Like I said, five touchdowns this week. Made uh, my top three. Uh, Hardisky uh, for the EG. He was my list almost every week. Next, but Ben Hurd has more weapons, and um, you know, Portsmouth to win this game. Okay, yeah. Uh, let me see what we have. Hang on, we got another comment. Oh, he just said he'll check it out. Just turned in. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the support. Um. We're here every Thursday, you know, Rhode Island Rank. Go check them out on Instagram. You know, Uncle Felix getting a lot of followers over there. Um, all right, let's see. Um, 10-15. All right, Central Falls, we already talked about that game. Sorry, I fell behind. Um, I think we covered them all. Once I lost nice. My spot. <laughs> we got it through it. With all, with all the technical difficulties, we made it to the end. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. You know, we uh, we got through that. Oh, wait a minute, did we? Yeah. Yep. Just making sure here. Just making sure. But shout out to all the teams that, that can't play right now because of COVID. Um, I hope, you know, the kids that are affected, you know, they feel better. And, again, I wasn't trying to say that any coaches are intentionally doing this. Um, oh, he said, I missed the panel prediction. Ha, huh, ha. Huh. Uncle Phil, he said Pano's going to win by by 50, you know? And I was like, whoa, because right before that, I asked the St. Ray score, and he said, I think the situate game that you're going to have a 50-point game. I mean, Pano's been beating everybody in Division Four, um, pretty good. Uh, yeah, a true test comes up with them, you know. They, they have a nice test tomorrow against – Situate, you know, and don't forget the Situate DC will be on the podcast tomorrow night, win or lose. Um, Coach Jimmy Cook said he's coming on too, but we'll see. We definitely mm-hmm. will see. Um, how's UMass doing? Uh, they're doing good. They had a tough loss last week over in West Con. I, I made the trip up there to watch that game. Uh, they jumped off to a you know quick 13 nothing lead, and the wheels fell off. and they lost that game, uh, but you know they have some home cook- cooking coming up, uh, homecoming game actually uh, this week against Mass Maritime. So hopefully they'll bounce back here. Yeah, so they really need Framing Bridgewater to beat Framingham. Uh, no, I think more they need is actually Framing Framingham uh, for the conference um, championship. Uh, but they do have a chance of being the runner-ups, and the runner-ups do qualify for a bowl game, um, which I think is what they're looking looking to now. Uh, that would be the most realistic thing that could happen. Because if framing hands the table and then UMass knocks off Bridgewater in a few weeks, that would give um, UMass the number two seed in the conference and then qualify them for a bowl game. Yeah, that'll be interesting. You know what? One game I think we didn't talk about was LaSalle and Shea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we definitely. Yep, so. 
But yeah, we got number technical difficulties, you know, Uncle Felix, you know, that Wi-Fi uh, having a little bit of issues tonight. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Now I can hear you. Shay and LaSalle. Shay and LaSalle. I'm going to go with LaSalle. Uh, are you afraid he had a nice uh, kickoff return for a touchdown last week? Um uh, unfortunately, they lost again. LaSalle's actually sitting with a one and three record, but all three losses are to out of state teams. Um, so it doesn't really affect them in Rhode Island. Um, and they'll, they'll prove that once they uh, uh, face Shea, they'll blow out. I think Shea will hang in there with them. Um, but at the end of the day, LaSalle's got, got too much. And, and you actually have that um... game. Yeah, I guess there was two other. Um, you have a request. You know, I'm not going to ask him to go back and do the predictions. You know, he still has a badge and a gun, and he's a pastor. Wes Pennington said he missed the West Warwick prediction. <laughs> Classical uh, high school. Who are they playing again? Oh, they're playing um, classical high school. Unfortunately, Wes, I. I I went against you. I'm going with classical here. Uh, just too much firepower. But, hey, last time I went against you, you proved me wrong, and you knocked off uh, Mount Pleasant. So hopefully you can do it again. And um, one other one that I actually I can't believe I, I missed, and it was almost intentional. You know, I was trying to see if Coach Fulton was paying attention. EWG and PCD. <laughs> Ooh, that, sh that should be a decent game there. Uh, PCD, I like their little quarterback there, Torres. He's a – He's a tough little guy. Um, and EWG, obviously, you had Hunter Mumford there in their run game. I'm going to go with EWG in this game. Well, there you have it. Now I think we got them all done. Um, Uncle Felix, thank you, man. Um, you know, Uncle Felix, you can always catch him at the Hendrickson Games. He does a great Rhode Island ranked page. Go check that out on Instagram. So much high school football content. Um but until next time, thank you, Rhode yes, Island sir. Ranked. Appreciate it. Hopefully, hopefully we don't get all the technical difficulties again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, a little bit of problems. But I noticed in, um, what do you call that, closed caption? It was after the words were coming across. So if you can't hear it, read it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you. All right. Have a good one. Easy. Well, there we have it. He did his predictions. He did his rankings um it's really getting interesting you know and, and like i said a couple times it's crazy that halfway through the season and now we find out that that the league might switch up the playoff formula they might go back to win loss percentage win loss record or is it going to be subdivision percentage or is it division percentage i i don't know it confuses me as much as that uh it confuses me as much as the realignment formula, man. But um, but thank you, everybody. You know, I appreciate it. Thank you to the people that really helped me that make this possible. Thank you to all the coaches. Win, lose, or indifferent, you come on. Coach Pennington, Coach Dunbar, uh, Coach Blake Simpson, uh, Coach Fortin. You know, these coaches come on consistently. Coach Piva. 
you know, um, thank you. I really appreciate it. And listen, if you want to help out the podcast, you want to put your logo right up here on the screen, definitely let me know. Um, shout out to Fans Only Sports. You can go there and check out the Central game this weekend. I'm sure Ronnie and his crew has a couple other great games. They do all the Cranston West stuff. I think they do the Central High School football games. They had Westerly Mount Hope last week. They had a West Warwick game a couple weeks ago. You know, so definitely go check that out. And also you can get the podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, now iHeartRadio. You know, as soon as I figure out the caffeine stuff, you can also get it on caffeine. But that's about it. Again, my game of the week right here, Pilgrim, Narragansett. I guess we out of here i'll leave you with uh with this thing you want to change i mean i mean i don't know what you want me to tell that everybody's like football is a team game okay it's not a team game okay i did my part all right i put in a great game plan i mean these players they're horrible these my players are no good i mean everybody's like no excuses no, i got you know what i got 22 excuses 11 on my offense and 11 on my defense our offensive coordinator is terrible he gets half of his plays off of madden rookie mode i mean the guy is no good in our offensive line it's like Obama's immigration policy. Let everybody through. Do we have a chance next week? No, we don't. We're 0-8. We're not good at football. I got three white receivers. Our red zone defense is like Oprah. Like, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. Our quarterback, look at the playbook. We put in plays for Peyton Manning. He plays like Cooper Manning. I mean, the guy's just not good at football. No credit. You nervous with butterflies in your stomach. Don't try to intimidate me. You couldn't scare me with lip. I'm spontaneous, small, dangerous, fancy, and quick. My trainer told me to work. He ain't prepared me to quit. I'm the only captain who's sailing this championship. I gotta hold down the city.